Hello everyone and welcome back to American Hot Topics. Today's topic, I want to talk about the Jews being angry at Nick Cannon and Professor Griff. And I want to talk about uh, my friendship I had with some Jews back in the day, in the late 80s. And so this was back in 1985. Uh, I was attending community college and working at a dry cleaners out in the wealthy suburbs of West Bloomfield, Michigan. Now, West Bloomfield has a large uh, Jewish community, and now you have more blacks live there, Arabs, uh, Chaldeans, you know, it's a very diverse uh, community now, as opposed to back in the 80s, it was just more white and Jewish people out there. So back in 1985, I worked at this dry cleaners and um, I met a young lady there by the name of Hallie. She was a senior in high school. And so she introduced herself to me and, um, you know, she asked me, did I live out there? I said, no, but I live about 30 minutes away. And she said, okay. She said, well, do you hang out at the clubs or go to movies or anything? I said, yeah, I do that sometimes. And she said, okay, well, maybe we can exchange numbers. And me, you, and my sister, we can all uh, hang out one weekend or something and just have some fun. And I said, okay. I said, well, but you don't hang out with anybody in your high school? And she's like, no, I don't like those people there. She said, you know, I go to school with a lot of white people. I don't like white people. I said, you don't like white people? Aren't you white? And she says, no, I'm not white. I'm Jewish. I said, oh, okay, I didn't know that. And she said, yeah, and I only hang around Jewish people and black people. I said, oh, you relate to black people more better? And she said, yeah. She said, because I understand that your people and my people both went through the same torture back in the day. She said, we had the problem with Hitler killing uh, Jews. And she said, and then your people went through the problem of having to be slaves and being killed by white people. She said, so therefore, you know, our people, our ancestors have, you know, been through a lot of uh, torture back in the day. So I can relate to you more better. And I don't have a problem uh, with racism out of a black person. I said, okay. And so, you know, and she was saying, you know, at school, they bully me, you know. She said, they say racist things or they pull my hair. She said, when I come down the hallway, they call me a Jap. They say, oh, here comes the Jap. And I say, a Jap? I said, what is that? And she said, well, that's uh, their way of saying a Jewish American princess. And she said, that's because they're jealous of me because I come from a rich family. She said, some of them, they live in a two-bedroom apartment out here. She said, but I live in a half a million dollar house my mom drives a rolls royce my dad my jewish dad has a mercedes benz i drive a brand new car and she said and you know they just see me as some kind of jewish princess or something and she said so i just don't get along with them and i said okay and so she said so i asked her i said well what do your parents do for a living and she said well my mom doesn't work at all but my Jewish dad, he is, uh, he owns a construction company, and she said he worked as a record promoter for Warner Brother Records. I said, okay. She said, yeah, he flies out to New York, and he goes to meet with the record company uh, executives, 
and they throw music industry parties out there and she said maybe i can even get us some tickets to go to one of the music industry parties out there we can fly out to new york and she said we'll fly out to new york and um and hang out with the rich folks in the music biz and uh, have some fun i said oh okay and so you know that was just her thing of she loved being around rich people she loved shopping at Saks fifth avenue and it was that was just her thing you know because even one weekend she asked me she said well what club you want to hang out at and i said well there's a nice club in detroit and she's like oh no no i don't want to hang out in detroit she said those men down there don't have enough money for me i want to hang in the suburbs around the rich men i said okay well no problem she said you know you hang out with me i only hang out with rich people i said okay and so um you know, me and her, we, we had fun together. We and and um, you know, the one thing we didn't do, we didn't question each other about uh, our religion. She knew that I was a, a Baptist, a Christian Baptist, and she was a Jewish person. So I didn't question her about her religion. She didn't question me about um, my religion and what our beliefs was. We never brought that up. And so, you know, we were just able to hang out and have fun. And so basically our friendship just kind of ended because she went off to college. She moved to another state, went off to college. And so we just kind of lost contact with each other. But, you know, I just wanted to share that story. And I've always, you know, had a good experience with Jewish people, the ones that I did come in contact with, you know. Um, I don't know what they're like out in other states, but the ones I met here were, uh, I never had a problem with them in Michigan. So Nick Cannon, um, he was, did, did an interview with Professor Griff on his podcast. Now how this came about, according to Professor Griff, now Professor Griff is not a real school professor, that is his stage name he used while he was in the group uh, Public Enemy. And um, Professor Griffin made some comments about uh, Jewish people back in the 90s and he got fired from the record company and he said he got blackballed from the music industry. So um, Nick Cannon contacted him last year because Nick Cannon was working on a documentary for Dr. Sabi. Um, and Dr. Sabi's story was originally produced by Nipsey Hussle, who was a rapper that got killed last year. And so Nick Cannon took over the documentary. And so he called up Professor Griff and asked him to appear in the documentary. So after Professor Griff appeared in the documentary, Nick Cannon said, well, I would like to interview you on my podcast. And so he said, sure. And so... This interview that Nick Cannon did with Professor Griff was uh, recorded back in May of 2019. So Nick just now released the interview just a couple weeks ago. And, you know, the things he said on there got him in trouble with his employer, Viacom, who has Jewish people that own that company. And so Nick Cannon was originally asked to apologize for the things he said, and he would not do it at first. And so that's how he winded up getting fired. And so um, then 
he has a contract with the Fox Network for The Mass Singer. And he also is having a talk show coming up in September, which that has been canceled now. But they are going to continue with his Mass Singer show. Uh, they told him as long as he apologized because Fox Network had threatened to fire Nick Cannon if he did not apologize to uh, the Jewish community. So, you know, um, Nick decided, well, he stopped doing his radio show for a while. He said he needed to take a break. And, you know, then he said he wanted to meet with the Jewish community, meet with some rabbis and, and better understand Jewish people and their religion. You know, so he felt like, well, maybe I was wrong for some of the things I said, you know. So he met with them and, um, you know, and talked and he donated some money to the Jewish uh, community. And, um, you know, he issued the apology. So when he issued the apology, then he got himself in trouble with the black people. So now they got mad and say, why you apologize? You said you felt you was right. You know, now you selling out. And so that upset Nick Cannon was like, he said, well, I got fired because I wouldn't apologize. Then I apologize. Now the black people mad at me, calling me a sellout. So, you know, they said Nick Cannon at one point was sounding a little suicidal, but you know, I know he won't go commit suicide. You know, he's just feeling down right now. Um, you know, plus he lost a show um, that he didn't have ownership of. Now, you know, when he negotiated to get the show, Wilding Out, that was something should have been in his contract to have ownership of that show. So if anything was to happen, you know, he could take that show to another network. But now he's upset that he's lost his show that he created. He, they say he also created The Mass Singer. I wonder, do he have ownership on that show? He probably don't. So I don't know what kind of manager Nick has uh, that's doing his negotiating because he's not getting ownership. He's not even getting paid the right amount of money because they're saying Nick Cannon net worth is worth 30 to 60 million and he's been in the business since the early 90s of uh, Nickelodeon he's did rap albums he did movies uh all kinds of tv shows and uh wilding out and and America's Got Talent and, and you only you know and then you look at somebody like Steve Harvey same his career started in the early 90s and he's worth over 150 million or something like that so and I don't think Nick Cannon is uh negotiating right but maybe he's, you know, maybe he's just the type of person like, hey, whatever they offer me, I'm taking it, you know, as long as I ain't in the hood no more. So, you know, he made it out. He grew up in poor in San Diego, California. So, you know, I guess he said, hey, I've come a long way, so I'll take whatever they give me. I'm living good. So I guess maybe that could be the way he's looking at it. But, um... You know, Nick Cannon said some things uh, a couple years ago about NBC, and he got fired, you know, but uh, they allowed him to resign. But if he hadn't resigned, they were going to fire him anyway based on the things he said. But, you know, he didn't really get too upset about that one because he knew he had other things uh, planned. So when NBC let him go, it wasn't a big deal. But this situation was a big deal because he got fired from Viacom was getting ready to get fired from Fox if he hadn't apologized. Now he's got to deal with the black people being angry at him. So 
you know, um, in Nick Cannon's uh, situation, being that he's been in Hollywood and the entertainment business as long as he has, and the age that he is, he's almost 40, he should know not to try to play both sides of the field. You cannot do that. You know, you got a white employer and Jewish employer and then you running over here with the black folks and you're trying to be black power, black lives matter, revolutionary person and you're saying things about other race of people, you know, so it's like you're playing both sides and if you say the wrong thing about one side, then now you're in trouble, so, you know, so, um, you know, he got in trouble for uh, trying to be a revolutionary and so now you got to pick a side. And so, and maybe let something, some things just can't be said uh, until you own your own. And that's what I would say to Nick and anybody else. Until you own your own company, sometimes you just got to watch what you say uh, while you're uh, in this uh, entertainment industry. Um, but Nick, you know, I think uh, we'll see if he's going to bounce back from all this, you know. Um, in due time, um, people, people are a little angry that, um, he took down some things off his podcast. He took down the interview that he did with Professor Griff. He took down the interview that he did with Reza Islam. He took down the interview that he did with Tariq Nasheed. He took some interviews or things he said off his Twitter. You know, he erased a lot of things. It's like anything had to do with black people and and conversations that he had with black people was like he deleted them all so it seems like now he is picking a side he's picking his career over um you know trying to be a revolutionary or whatever um and so um we'll see you know what happens i mean i hope the best for him and hopefully he learned a lesson and I hope that anybody else is looking to get in the entertainment business will learn a lesson from uh, Nick Cannon mistakes and you know and that the important thing is to know that if you don't own something uh, you're working for somebody else you have to watch what you say you know and you also it's important to uh, get ownership of anything that you create and you're doing business deals you know you want to just like they're telling um music artists own your own masters i mean if you sit in these studios and you're writing and producing these songs own your own masters don't let the company own your uh what you created you know that way you can make money off those things down the line and that's what uh prince that's what he was trying to tell people uh, way back in the 90s you know when when Warner Brothers did not want to let him own his own music you know and he got angry about it and he just left and started his own company so you know he knew he can have ownership of everything and he can say and do whatever he want because that's his company so that is the learning lesson to all this uh, you know don't play both sides of the field pick a side and or own your own brand, own your own company. And so um, I just wanted to get into a little conversation about what was going on with Nick Cannon. And we'll see if uh, he bounces back from all this, um, you know, controversy that has went on. So I'd like to thank you all for listening to American 
our topic. If you like this podcast, please follow, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.